Hey guys, it's Mandy. I hope you are having a fantastic day. I am enjoying my day. It's raining here in Connecticut and I love the rain, so I'm happy. Uh, today I want to talk to you about a subject that is a biggie because uh, most of us struggle with time. Most of us struggle to fit everything we want to do into the day, the week, the year, the season. And so um, I've really had some breakthrough in this area. I really want to help you guys. I love doing things. I love producing things. I love creating art and books. Um, I love creating ministry models and working with people. I literally love doing everything. I think that um, if you're a person like me and you love doing a lot of things or you're good at a lot of things, you may end up doing a ton of things and really struggle with time. And, you know, there are some practical things that I would recommend. There's some great podcasts out there, great teachings on how to structure your time well and how to uh, eliminate certain things and know what the things are you should be doing in your season and the things that you should be not doing in your season. But today's uh, podcast is actually not on the practicals of time. I think that uh, there's a lot of great teaching out there on that. Um, I have really implemented a lot of practical things to my time, but still struggle with time um, because there's just so many things. <laughs> so many things that I feel like I'm supposed to do, would love to do, um, excited to do, and I only have 24 hours in a day. So if you're like me, you're wanting to tap into another um, zone of time. You're wanting to tap into God's supernatural time. And I've heard a lot about tapping into God's supernatural time. I haven't experienced much of it until an aha moment um, that the Lord really um, spoke to me about. And I want to talk to you about that today. Um, so I'll never forget one day being in traffic and I was late for something. I can't remember what I was late for, but I was late and I had a lot of things I had to do that day and everything in my day was important and I was stuck in traffic and I felt anxiety come. And as I felt the anxiety come, I immediately realized, wow, this is not healthy. Like I am not living a healthy life right now. I am actually living anxious because I know anxiety is not my normal. And by the way, anxiety is no one's normal. And uh, I know that peace and joy is my normal. And so I'm literally sitting in a car. There's, there's no tragedy. There's no terrible thing happening. And I'm feeling anxious simply because I'm in traffic. And immediately I felt a scripture come up to me, which was, my times, O Lord, are in your hands. And that's from one of the Psalms. David penned that. My times, O Lord, are in your hands. And I realized oh my goodness, my time is in God's hand. Like, why am I trying to control my time when I'm actually powerless over my time? I mean, I can structure my time. I can try my best. I can be very smart and wise, but I literally am powerless. Time is ticking and I cannot stop the time ticking. And as long as I'm on a fight to race against time, I'm always going to lose and I'm going to live anxiously. And I'm actually going to allow this to become a thief and a robber in my life. And I know that anytime there's a thief and a robber, it does not come from my good shepherd. And so I realized there was that aha moment in the car. And so I started to practice this thing where as soon as I became anxious about time, I would remember my times are in his hands and I would switch off from what it was that I was anxious about and just dial into God for a few moments and rest in him and just catch my breath and remember, I'm not fighting against time. My times are in his hands. And if you think about your time being in his hands, that is so helpful. 
Well, that was my first aha moment, but you know, the struggle continues. And uh, I'm going to bring you right up till this year. I have a couple of amazing assignments on my life, things that I love to do. I know that each one is a calling and an exciting uh, project for me that I'm working on. Um, but I have been anxious because I just do not have the time to do it. It doesn't fit in the math. You know what I'm saying? You know, the time, those, those moments when you realize it actually is not going to work. Like There's no math that can make this work. And so I was praying and asking God, Lord, I know that there's a thing called supernatural time. I know that the resource of time was created by you. And so you can release time to me that I do not have access to. You know, think about it. God created the clock. He created the world. He created time. He also created gravity. You know, he defied gravity when he ascended to heaven. You know, he can defy time. He's defied time in the Bible where he put back the time for Hezekiah, I think it was, King Hezekiah. Um, and he had put back the time as well. Another time, I think it was in the days of Solomon. I can't actually remember. But, you know, he has, um, he has brought heaven's time into history times before he has done it. And uh, why not for me and why not now? Well, I was in a prayer time uh, talking to the Lord about this. And um, in this moment, I felt like he said to me, give me your clock. And I, I visualized myself holding a clock, uh, just a clock. It was just a, um, it was almost like a vision. I know that my imagination was walking with the Lord in this moment. So it wasn't fully a full open vision. But there were definitely parts of this that were not my mind. It just, this picture of a clock came and it was um, a specific type of clock. And I laid the clock down before him. It was my clock. And I, I literally surrendered it. It was like I'd been holding onto it my whole life. And I literally lay it before his feet. It was like laying it before the feet of Jesus and laying it before the cross. And, you know, the cross symbolizes death. You know, we don't live in the cross. We live in the resurrection life, but we have to go to the cross to get the resurrection life. And so I put this clock down at the cross. I surrendered it. And it was a process for me emotionally because I knew it meant that what I was doing was I was actually saying, God, I am not going to try and control my time anymore. I'm literally going to trust you with my clock. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have a clock. It means I'm actually going to take it from my anxious thoughts and my sense of responsibility and I am going to put it in your hands and trust that you are bigger than me and you are the master of my time. So I put my clock right there on the cross and I laid it down like it was dying, like it was dying a death. And then immediately the spirit said to me, I want you to lay some other things down. And I laid down two needs before him. And I didn't realize like I had those needs, but I thought, why is it that this clock is so important for me? Why is it so important for me to do all these projects and have everything in a certain timeline done? And there were certain fears I had to lay down before him. Maybe I won't have enough time to get this done. I had to lay that down. Maybe I have a, an unhealthy need, or maybe it's not even unhealthy, but I have a need to accomplish this. I'm going to lay that need down. I, I see um, a, a 
problem here and I feel like I, I'm the one that needs to fill the gap. Like, it's real, it's not wrong, but I'm going to lay that down. And I literally laid down the root of every single need I had that was propelling me to hold on to this clock that I had to have all these things done and they all had to be done in a certain amount of time and I laid it down before him and I am just going to tell you the peace of God came upon me and I, I literally experienced a new lease on life and I actually felt these words come to me I have just got my life back I felt like the Lord had given me my life back and it had felt like I'd literally traded my life with time and so I took my life back in that moment and that was the most beautiful feeling and it just as I'm talking to you I'm feeling that feeling again and it's such a happy hopeful feeling that time does not have to rule me it really does not have to rule me and I mean I could talk to you for hours about some of the lies and I'll maybe just share one with you, but before I share with you the lie of why I, we believe that time, we have to be led by time and not be led by God. I'm going to give you one of the lies in a minute. Um, well, I'll give it to you now in case I forget. I wish one of you could just remind me, <laughs> but since I'm not live preaching, I'm going to have to figure it out now. So I'll share with you. Um, one of the lies that I have to lead my life, time has to lead my life and God isn't going to lead my life, is that I don't have enough people to help me. How's that for a lie? I don't have enough people to help me with the mission God has given me. Here's the truth. If God has given you a mission, Mandy, he has given you the strategy and he's given you the leadership capacity and the grace to create structures and to draw the right people and the truth is that there are actually people that want to help you I, I believe that over every one of you if you have that lie and there are many lies I just thought that was the easiest one that came up um, but the Lord has taught me how to structure even the ministry that I founded um, a little differently from the way I originally structured it. In the, in, originally, it was very me heavy. I was doing a lot of stuff. I still do a lot of stuff because it's a long, a young ministry. But I've also realized that um, a lot of people really want to help, and I haven't structured it enough for everybody to help me and fill their places. And and also realizing I don't have to be at everything all the time. There's a lot of lies um, that people carry who are starters and founders of businesses and ministries and those kinds of things. Um, and sometimes it's actually better to have it done, maybe not as well in certain areas as we believe we can do it, but we're training other people to step into their graces and their callings because if it's all about us, no matter, even if it's whatever, it's a business, if it's a ministry, um, if it's motherhood, whatever it is in our lives, um, fatherhood, you know, when we don't empower others to actually do some of our roles, we really put a cap on the timing of that ministry, that business, the motherhood, the fatherhood. Because if we, if we do everything, the generation after us, the next generation coming cannot continue the work. And so the work ends with us. So literally, here's the truth. When time is our God and our master, it will die with us. I mean, catch that mark drop. The ministry, the business, the legacy, when time is your God, 
the actual thing you're working for will die with you. It will carry some fruit, but it will die with you. But when time is not your master and my master, when God is our master, and we are not mastered by time, we will give a lot of responsibility to other people that maybe can't do it uh, that well. Sometimes we'll be cleaning up a lot of fires and things. But we are creating something that will gain momentum. And when we die, it will live. Because it's bigger than us. And so we have to understand our lives are bigger than us. If we have a lot of projects, if we have a lot of um, callings on our lives, we have to understand we, the reason we believe we need to do them is because we understand that they're bigger than us and that God is on them. Well, the fullness of that understanding is if God is on them, he has got the time of it and it's not fully dependent on us. And we have to bring other people in. And so when we get to a point where, oh, I can't do this anymore. That's the point of it's time to let other people in because you're, you're going to stagnate if you don't now break open and grow some more. You know, one of the things that I remembered when I was studying business many years ago, I actually didn't study business, but I was in sales and I did a lot of courses and things to help me. And one of the things that we learned, because I was an entrepreneurial venture at that point, was that most entrepreneurs, they fail. They don't fail in the building of a business and a new venture. But they fail when it comes to expanding it because it's like they birth a baby and they love their baby, but they don't know how to bring their baby into teenagehood or adulthood. It's too painful because it's in order to bring a baby into adulthood or teenagehood or even childhood, you have to actually release the baby to go to school, to caregivers, to babysitters. You can't be there 24-7 and if you are, the baby remains very immature. And so the same with any venture you know when when we start holding on tightly and we don't want to let go pretty much it's probably time that we're meant to be letting others in because it's time for this business this ministry this legacy to actually become mature and so others are going to have to have input and usually others are the ones that can take it into the next season we we a lot of the times can't it's just like as a mom like we have a baby i can't be that baby's doctor teacher um sports coach like if I try and do all those things something's going to go wrong I have to allow people with better expertise in those things to work with my baby that baby will always be my child but I'll never be able to always be a mother of a baby because then that baby will stagnate and so that's very important for you to remember to let people into your process and to let them help you and to expand that's the only way you can expand what you're doing and also get your life back because we're not supposed to be going hard all the time and it's true when we start something we go hard when we have a baby at the very beginning like it's hard we're going hard but there's a time where the release has to come because we're only human and we can't do the same pace um, our whole lives so I want you to get your lives back if you're going through this I certainly feel like I got my life back so I want to tell you about that day that experience I had when I um, experienced God telling me that about the clock well, that day I had happened to had gone through a few months where I I did a lot of work, but I didn't accomplish. I did I accomplished a lot, but not as much as I wanted to, and I felt like it was it was just me slogging away, and it was pretty tough. Well, that day when I gave God my clock back, I gave Him the clock, and I felt I got my life back. Um, I didn't feel the pressure that day to perform because I felt like. I had no needs to perform. I had no needs to accomplish something in a certain time. I understood that only God could do it. And I tell you, I accomplished more in that day than I had accomplished in weeks. And it wasn't hard. And it was absolutely an aha moment for me that when I'm totally submitted to the time of God, and He is my God, and time is not my God, 
I'm able to accomplish so much more than when time is my God and I am marching to the beat of a master, a slave master called time. So guys, I hope that that really helps you in your um, projects, in your life. Um, God has given us a timeline um, of to live. And when we submit the timeline of God to him, the timeline expands, everything expands, the value that we're able to release in the life that we live expands, the legacy expands, everything gets greater when we're able to release it completely to God. So I, I bless you guys. I pray that as you hear this, um, you begin to lay the time down. And so I'm going to just, I'm gonna just uh, sum it up with this. Remember these things. Lay your clock down at the cross. Find out what your needs are that are compelling you to make everything on time perfect. You know, I, I didn't get into a lot of people struggle with time because they're perfectionists. Like, why do you why does everything have to be perfection? What happens if you displease someone because it's not perfect? You know, those things, just you know, processing them with Jesus. Laying them down, getting to those roots, getting those roots, and and those things are important to us. Don't be ashamed of them. Just lay them at the cross and say, Lord, that's really important to me. I want to be successful. I want this to be a success. I really do. I have a need for that. But I'm going to lay the need down to be successful. I'm just going to lay it before you, Father. I'm going to just let you take that. And I'm just going to take on your yoke and your burden because that is light and easy. And then you take your burden and you lay it before him. And then you take his burden on you and you get your life back. And you have the best, most amazing week. Enjoy it with Jesus. Life was not made to fight the clock. Life was made to enjoy time. God has given us time as a gift to enjoy it. So enjoy every moment. Take time to be with your kids, your family, with God, with nature. The things that you love. Take time. Time is not forever. It is it is for a moment. And then we do have forever. But time on earth is momentarily. So enjoy it every minute. And God bless you guys. Bye-bye.